Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm so glad you're here. There's so much to discuss about empathy, and in this episode, we're going to talk about dealing with empathy-deficient people. Those are the people who don't get you and don't really want to get you, because it would take energy on their part, first of all. They'd have to be interested in you. They'd have to care about you. They'd have to care about understanding you. They'd have to be willing to care and understand about you. And what we know about hijackals, not likely. So I want to be very, very clear. My term hijackals, I created to talk about the patterns, traits, and cycles of the relentlessly difficult people who hijack relationships for their own needs and purposes, and then scavenge the relationship for power, status, and control. And that might speak to you, just those words. Yes, I had a partner like that. I had a partner like that. I had or have a parent like that or a sibling or an adult child or my adult child has married one. And all of these permutations of recognizing that there are people in the world who don't care about other people. And if you're tired of not being seen or heard or cared about or considered or understood or cared for, this episode may really give you some specific things, specific hooks to hang the feeling that you get when you recognize that they're not really in it with you. And these people are empathy deficient So I'm going to break it down. Dealing with means that we'll take action to do something, especially to solve a problem. It's not a pejorative. It doesn't mean, oh, I've got to deal with them. It just simply means dealing with them means that I will take action to solve a problem and that will allow me to deal with it. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another human. And there are three kinds of empathy. And that may be a surprise to you, but there are three kinds of empathy, and it's good to know the distinctions. So I made a few notes about them to share with you. The first kind is cognitive empathy. And I did an entire episode for you on that previously, and that's episode 223, if you'd like to go back and listen to it. Cognitive empathy is knowing how another person feels and how they might be thinking. And in particular for hijackals, cognitive empathy is kind of a construct. They look and see what other people do. They don't feel anything, but they do the mental gymnastics to say, oh, 
you're supposed to say this or supposed to do that, particularly in public, to show that you care. And that will give people the idea, ah, yes, I care about you. (laughs) So it's very much a cognitive construct. They have to think about it. After a while, they get good at it, but in the beginning, they have to think about it. And then there is emotional empathy. And emotional empathy is when you feel physically what the other person is feeling. You kind of take it on like it's contagious. So we'll both sit here and be depressed. We'll both sit here and and celebrate. We'll both sit here in confusion. (laughs) And that's emotional empathy, the ability to get into the feelings of another. And then there is compassionate empathy. And compassionate empathy is when you understand the person's situation and you feel for them, but you also feel the desire to help them. That's compassionate empathy. So three kinds of empathy, cognitive, emotional, and compassionate. So if somebody doesn't seem to have any empathy, the only empathy they're likely to ever construct is cognitive empathy. But important to realize for yourself, when you're asking yourself, what kind of empathy do I have? How do I feel? What comes to my mind? Do I have to think about my feelings about somebody else's issue or someone else's state of mind? Or do I naturally pick it up? Because people who are empathy deficient don't naturally pick it up. It doesn't come naturally to them. And that's usually the result of their upbringing. So now we know what dealing with means and what empathy means and what deficient means is not having enough of a specified quality or ingredient. So a person who is empathy deficient doesn't have enough empathy to understand and share the feelings of another. And we have to add that when we're dealing with hijack calls, well, there's not enough empathy And there may also not be any interest in developing some. There may be no willingness to do so. And you will begin to understand deeply that you are wanting to have that connectivity and you are going overboard to provide it for them and they are doing nothing in return. So if you're from the healthier human planet, and I think there are two planets, the healthier human planet and the hijackal human planet, if you're from the healthier human planet, you will keep investing. Oh, well, I can intrigue them. You Maybe they're a little um, shy. Maybe they don't know how to do this. And you have this feeling that you can deepen the relationship. You can make it safer. Then they will be interested in you. Then they will care about your feelings. Then they will know what you're feeling and you will feel more connected. But the purpose of this episode is twofold. Once to have you know what empathy deficiency is, and then to know how to deal with the people who are empathy deficient in your life. And in understanding this, you want to recognize that a person who shows up and consistently shows that they're empathy deficient, now I don't mean constantly shows, I mean they consistently show 
even the worst hijackles when they really want something can engage and sustain for more than a hot minute some cognitive empathy. And remember to have a look at that episode 223 to really look into cognitive empathy to see if that's what you're on the receiving end of. And that alone is what you're on the receiving end of. We all have some cognitive empathy, I hope, but we need all three. (laughs) And hijackals are likely to have only one, and that would be cognitive empathy. So that becomes important for us to recognize. And there actually is a disorder called empathy deficit disorder. And people who have um, emotional deficit disorder, they have less emotional empathy even when they know the other person is suffering. They just don't have the depth. They don't have the interest. They don't have the capacity. They don't have the understanding. They can say, oh, oh, you're hurting. But they don't know what to do. And they don't know how to experience and express it. And that's very unsatisfying when you're with a partner, particularly. It's nasty if it's your parent. You know, many times we're raised by hijackal parents. They're not very interested in us. Have you noticed that? (laughs) I had two hijackal parents. I'm the lucky recipient of two because I'm an only child. So there was nowhere to go, no other sibling to hope that they would focus on. And so empathy deficient, you know, and then who cares what you're feeling? Who cares if you're hurting? Who cares what you're celebrating? Who cares what you want? Do you know my mother wouldn't even go wedding dress shopping with me because it was too much time? How about that for empathy deficient? Or someone who's, you're feeling very unwell and they say, oh, you'll get better. You're just making a mountain out of a molehill and they go out. Empathy deficient. And so many other things I'm sure that you can think of that are examples of empathy deficient. And hijackals, they're not about you. They're about themselves. Everything for them is all about me.com. You know, how does it affect me? How do I feel about it? Do I want to pay attention to it? Does it matter to me? Should it matter to me? Why would you think it would matter to me? They have no interest in you, so how would they possibly, even if they had some, bother to share their empathy with you? And that's a big deal. Because when someone love bombs you, you know, that beginning time when they show you their very best self and they listen so intently and they bring you just the favorite chocolate that you ever wanted or your favorite fishing fly or whatever the conversation was where you've said this would make me happy and they do things like that for you you can get them very confused with a person who has empathy who is actually listening who is actually caring in fact many times I hear people say oh when I first met the hijackal I thought that they were my soulmate instantly because they listened to me. They seemed to see me. They were deeply interested. They wanted to know my deepest secrets and my vulnerabilities and my past. They were glued to it, and I loved it. 
Why were they glued to it? Because as soon as they experienced what I call the gotcha factor, when they gotcha, they were going to use all that information to manipulate you, to use it against you, to make you wrong, to tweak it and warp it into slightly different versions and use it against you. That's what empathy deficient people do. Now, some people are empathy deficient for other syndromes, other spectrums, things that happen. So it's not just hijackles, but that's what I talk about. So that's why I'm using that term. So you might ask this question, if they're empathy deficient, why do they rush out and do for other people what they won't do for you? Why are things left undone in your family and yet they'll rush over and do things for another family, the very same things? Well, it's because it's allaboutthem.com. So what are they doing? You've heard me say many times, if you've been listening for a while, hijackles paint a public picture of perfection while at home they provide a private place of pain. So why would they go rushing over to help somebody with the exact thing that you want help with? Because they are amping up their public picture of perfection. They don't care about home. That's where they're coercively controlling. But they care deeply about their image in the community often, most often. Why else would they do things for others without doing them for you? Like it gains them points. Like, look at me. Look what this person's doing. Oh, wow. How many times have I heard this? (coughs) And I have said it in my own life about my own parents. You know, this is how they behave at home. And had someone say to me, how dare you say that? They are a pillar of the community. They are the salt of the earth. How dare you speak about them that way? It's because you didn't know the private place of pain at home. Because people were focused on their their public picture of perfection. So they will rush out and do things they would never do for you, for other people. It also helps them build a, a false front. This is who I am. This is the real me out here in public. And don't listen to anybody who tells you that I'm not that because I am that. Look what I'm doing. It's evidence and reality that I am this wonderful. I am this consistent. I am this selfless. It's not real in terms of who they are with you, but it is a construct that they enjoy painting. And they like to infer a false narrative. I'm always like this. Their behavior is to give you the sense that, yes, this is the real me. This is how I always am. And then when someone from home says, well, they'd never do that for me. They, oh, how could you say that? Again, the salt of the earth. It's very confusing and deeply wounding, isn't it? You know, you see that person rush off to pay for something they won't pay for you. You see them do something they won't do for you or your family. You see them spend money on things that they would never share with you. It happens frequently. 
all too frequently. And it's because they're empathy deficient. They are trying to feel better about themselves and up their image. And they don't care if it makes you hurt. They also do these things for other people because they're gaining supply. Remember, a hijackal always needs supply. Supply is validation, adoration, access, affection. So it will look like flirting. It will look like maintaining uh, coffee dates or relationships or online things to say, I've always got somebody in my back pocket that I can go to if I lose the supply I have right now. Nasty, right? But that's what they think. So supply is necessary to them. And I was talking with a client recently who had previously left a relationship with a celebrity. And she said to me, I noticed on Facebook that within two days of our breakup, he had another woman. Why would he do that? I said, because he needs supply. He absolutely did not want to live without supply. He needed someone to adore him, someone to validate him, someone to applaud him, someone to run circles around him. And how can I help you? And what can I do for you? And let me hear that your troubles, don't worry about me, but I'm there for you. Codependence, right? So the supply is essential and they are always grooming supply. Is they're going to go back to old supply, which is why they just stop by with an old Facebook friend to say hi. Or they're, you're out and about and they're flirting with the waitress or they're chatting with the people in the next booth or they're stopping people on the street. They're always looking for supply. And the last reason they would do things for others that they won't do for you is they put people into their emotional debt. They like to have people kind of owe them. My parents were very much like that. You might relate to this. They always, on Sunday dinner, they would always have particularly two couples, but sometimes it rotated, who didn't have much money, didn't have nice things, and so they would invite them to dinner, always to keep them in their debt. And then when they needed something, like a service or something, like babysitting me because they wanted to go somewhere, they would have one of those people at their beck and call. So they had supply and they put people in their emotional debt. Now, the people that babysat me that came to those dinners and created that emotional debt were people who were alcoholic, had never had children, whatever. My parents didn't care. They cared that they could get away or do what they wanted to do, and they didn't care what happened to me, quite straightforwardly. So you can see that they will do things in order to get people to believe that they are wonderful and self-sacrificing in order to create an emotional debt that they will call somebody to pay for later. So think about that in terms of your upbringing. Did, did you always feel that there was an emotional debt that you had to pay? Did you have a hijackal parent who kind of always had that attitude? You owe me. I brought you into this world. You know, these things are important because these people are empathy deficient and 
if you were raised by an empathy deficient person, you may become overly empathetic or even codependent because you learn to do that because of the demands of the parents or if it wasn't your parent, the people who raised you. So you learn to do that in hopes that they would like you, that they would take care of you, they wouldn't abandon you. And so you learn that. And if you find yourself in that overly dependent or codependent way, um, and you find that people are overly interested in or resonating with or focused on another person's emotions, you may be longing for that. But you may be the one who's doing it for others. And nobody is returning the favor. Nobody is coming into relationship with you. So when you're dealing with an empathy deficient, emotionally impaired, because those two things go together, person, I'm going to give you 10 things to think about and to recognize or to directly do that will help you. The first one is huge, and most people don't want to do it, but it's number one, recognize the reality of it. You know, there's probably a little part of you that's saying, oh, I can't say that about them. That's mean. That's not nice. But recognize the reality. They are emotionally impaired. You are not going to have those three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship that I talk about in episode 115. Equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. You will never have that with a hijackal. You will have hints of it when they want to keep you around because you're threatening to leave. But you will not have that balanced relationship that contains always, consistently, equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. It just won't be available for you. So recognize the reality. When you recognize someone is leaving you feeling like they don't care about you, they're not interested in you, they don't want to solve problems, they don't even want to talk to you if they can get away with it, and everything is your fault, you are probably dealing with an emotionally deficient person. And they're deficient, empathy deficient. Recognize it, see it, feel it. Make sure that you know it's true. It's not a question. It's true. And that's a big thing because the bottom kind of falls out of things at that moment. And you recognize that you've put change in motion. That's why it's such a big deal. But it's so important. So very important to do. Now, the second thing to do to deal with an empathy deficient person is to stop rationalizing, justifying, or making excuses for the bad behaviors they show. You know, healthier humans go the extra mile, give people the benefit of the doubt over and over and over. And hijackers say, ah, live one there. I will take that. I will jump on that train in a moment and I will ride it as far as I can because they are already pre-programmed to try and please me and go ahead just try and please me so a hijackal is in heaven when you are justifying or rationalizing or making excuses for their behavior because they can just continue behaving badly so you may have to recognize 
that now that you recognize it's happening, you may need to recognize that they're enjoying it. And then you stop making excuses for their behavior. Oh, they had a bad childhood. They're stressed right now. Oh, things have been difficult. If only they'd had a chance to go to college. All of that stuff. Stop. When you recognize from all that I've said in this episode that you were dealing with an empathy deficient person, stop making excuses for them. See them. And you'll find out why in a minute. So important. Number three is get yourself back into balance. When you're with an empathy deficient person, you have reached way out. You are like, oh, come back, come back, come back. Let me pull you from the abyss. In fact, what's happening is you're being pulled into the abyss. You need to get your balance back. You need to know that you deserve to take up space and draw breath. You deserve respect. You haven't done anything to show that you don't. Therefore, you do. I happen to come from the school of thought that you give respect, you give trust, you give all of those things freely until you show that they are not worthy of having them. Hijackles will show you very slowly in some cases, in other cases very quickly, that they don't believe that you deserve to have those things. And that's sad. You know, that's just sad. But notice if it's happening. And get your balance back. Work on yourself first. That's really important when you're with a hijackle because you may have lost yourself. I did an episode on abandoning yourself. You may have abandoned yourself in favor of the hijackal. So imagine abandoning yourself in favor of an empathy deficient person. They're having a party. They think they've won the lotto. They don't have to give you anything. And yet you keep giving to them because you're from the healthier human planet. And you think if you give to them, eventually they'll reciprocate. But hijackals don't reciprocate. They take. You know, on the healthier human planet, generally, we prize things like kindness and compassion and understanding and listening and uh, equality, reciprocity, mutuality, trust, all reliability, all of those things. So we can generally find out, you know, I think with a little to and fro, a little back and forth, we'll probably get into some kind of exchange of those things. But when we see somebody who comes from the hijackal human planet, they've got different rules over there. Their rules are take as much as you can, give as little, don't care who you hurt, and move on. Problem between those two planets is the inhabitants of the two planets look just the same. So it takes a while to figure out that you may not have a healthier human. You may have a hijackal human. And don't beat yourself up for a moment when you finally figure it out. Just rejoice that you did. And say, I am with an emotionally deficient person, an empathy deficient person, an emotionally impaired person. So let me stop looking to get what I need and want and start looking at myself and get myself back into balance because I probably tipped in their favor. So that's why number three is so important. Get back and reestablish that balance within yourself. And number four, 
big, big, big one, and you probably can almost guess, is develop and express boundaries with consequences. Most people who are with hijackles for a while don't have boundaries or have given up boundaries if they had them, and you must, 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 must reinstate them. It's absolutely important for you to express, this is okay with me and this is not. And I'm watching. And I'm deciding. And you have to follow through. Don't ever have a boundary that has negotiable consequences. Boundaries have to be non-negotiable. If this happens, I will do this. Or if this happens, I won't do this. But don't ever express a boundary unless it's non-negotiable because all you do is teach them that what you say doesn't matter. And that's a big deal. And I've done episodes on boundaries. Know that you can go to saveyoursanity.com or wherever you like to get your podcast and do a search on these key words so that you can hear these episodes. And if you just want to go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com, that's my place where all of the episodes are kept. So you can definitely see them on my website, saveyoursanitypodcast.com. And if some of the things that you're hearing have you perking up and saying, yes, that's happening to me, it's, it's happening with me, I need help. Know that I offer a new client one-time opportunity to have a full hour consultation with me for only $97. And you can do that at beaclient.com. Beaclient.com. It's important to recognize these things and then get help to move in a positive direction. So number five of dealing with these folks who are empathy deficient is Eventually, you have to reduce your expectations. Recognize that the things that you want are unavailable. And there's some kind of game going on like, yeah, I might give it to you. Yeah, one day. Yeah, I will soon. But they never do it. So just start coming back into yourself, reducing your expectations that they are going to be different. Take back that so they can't trot on it. They are not going to be different. Yes, they might be different for a hot minute, and if you get sucked in by that, then you will notice that you got sucked in, and maybe you won't again. But it's important for you to reduce your expectations and then see how do you feel when you have to reduce the expectations for the relationship you were hoping for. And number six is calibrate within yourself what's acceptable to you, what you will tolerate, what you won't tolerate, what's unacceptable, and calibrate it. No, I will go this far and no further. I like that. I don't like that. And allow yourself to calibrate it. You are entitled to live life from the fullness of your being. And hijackles want to put you down, wear you down, tear you down. 
And after a while, you can be so exhausted by that that you lose your identity. You don't know who you are and you don't know if you care if you found out because it would probably be wrong because hijackals continuously tell you that you're wrong, right? So you need to calibrate what is acceptable or tolerable for you and what is unacceptable and intolerable. And you might want to make some lists over time. And really start stepping back and observing what's going on in the relationship. And number seven is live in integrity with your values. And if you don't know what those values are, figure it out. When I work with my individual clients, I often have people do an exercise I created called the value shuffle to get back in touch with who am I now? What are my values? And then make sure that you're integrity, in integrity with those values. And number eight is release yourself from being overly empathetic or codependent. Again, turn to yourself and say, what's up with me? What am I tolerating and accepting? What am I receiving that every time I receive it, it's not enough? It's just empty. How do I feel? Because you need to release yourself from being overly dependent on someone or codependent on someone, which is the same thing. And you'll give yourself away to that person and what they need and what they want. And it's sort of like, how do you like me so far? I've turned myself into a pretzel and I'm about to become a doormat. And you still don't like me. What's wrong? What's wrong is you need to step away and observe. My goodness, I'm giving myself away here for nothing nothing you're getting nothing in return emotionally so important to see and then number nine is i even have a program about it the next cohort of it starts in january and it's called the big decision stay or go once you've done the first eight things then it's time to step back and take that look. How do I make my big decision to stay or go? And if those programs interest you, sign up for my newsletter on my website at emergingempower.com. And you will every week get updates on what's happening and when so that you can participate in that. And then once you've completed the big decision, if you decide to leave, then you take the next cohort, which is called Execute My Exit. And it's important to know how to execute your exit, to do it in a rational way, a thoughtful way, a slow way. Yes, if there's sexual or physical abuse, you may get out faster. But if there isn't, you want to execute your exit in a way that is thoughtful, rational, and you are not giving up too much. And that's very important. So we have that course also starting, Execute My Exit. So I've talked to you about many things in this episode. I've referred to episode 223 on cognitive empathy. I referred to episode 115, which is the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. I also refer you to episode 82, which is called Hijackles Are Empathy Deficient. 82, and episode 73, how covert narcissists play on your empathy. So there's lots to do around this topic, but I hope just listening to these things and seeing what happens in your body and mind as you listen to them says, I need to deal 
with the fact that I am in a relationship with an empathy deficient person. And now I have some ways to do it and I'm going to get on with it. Remember again that you can find me for a one-on-one, one-hour consultation for only new clients for $97 at beaclient.com. And if you'd rather do it in a group setting, you can come over to my Emerging Empowered community and you'll find that at joinintoday.com. All of these things are available, joinintoday.com. And if you appreciate what I offer here in the podcast, I love it when you support it. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash save your sanity. Patreon.com slash save your sanity. So until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.